Welcome to DNA Talk. We have Mr. Dustin Sample here to join us today, our uh, our guest for our third episode. We're super excited to have you. Happy and to be here. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into it, man. We've been pumping these out, and I'm super super excited for this one. I had Senia and you know my my pastor at Zayo Church, and Peyton and I were talking. And we're like, who do we think needs to be the next guest? And that's right, it should be you. I'm here with my co-host. My brother Daryl, and so, we are we're ready to go. Get popping, man. So yeah, man, I'm ready. Please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Dustin. Um got a couple roles. Main one is uh I'm the husband to Monica Sample <laughs> and the father of Noah and Addison, but I'm I'm a pastor at Zayo Church, like you mentioned. I coach CrossFit and I'm also an owner of a pottery company called Dustin's awesome. Pottery. That's yeah. awesome. I like the name. Yeah. How'd you come up with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I feel like every business that I had has been named something else, yeah. and I've never had a name, um, you know, that represents me. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like the Lord said, "I want to, I want to bless you. I want to bless your name." So that's why I named the company Dustin's Pottery. That's awesome. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. that's cool. awesome. And I know we were talking a little bit off camera prior to. Um, prior to starting this and kicking it off, but you're just telling us a little bit about your kids. I don't know how much they, they want you to reveal on the podcast, but tell us a little bit about them. Tell us a little bit about the family and, and who's who. And Yeah, so um, Monica and I have been married for 22 years. Um, we have two beautiful children. I mean, they're 21 and 20 years old now. They're both at Texas A&M. My son's at Mays Business School. He's a, he's a junior there. My daughter's a freshman. And uh, they're doing great. They grew up, you know, in a great little neighborhood called Sparkman in mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. And, um, you know, great community, great, you know, family, great traditions and, and things like that. And so they uh, are coming into their walk with God and, and having a great influence on their friends and things like that. They, you know, they got a little squirrely there for a little mm-hmm. bit in high school, but... <laughs> yeah. Then reality set in, you know what I'm saying. So they're doing well. They're doing great. Yeah, yeah I think I think we all we all do. I could yeah. I feel like I could attest to that a little bit. I mean, I'm 22 years old, um, and of course, right. And I feel like at that age, we're still trying to figure everything out, right. Yeah. And uh, it's it's good to hear though that they're yeah. starting to come into it. Yeah, when they were 13, you know, up like from birth to 13, dad was the coolest guy in the mm-hmm. world. I knew everything. It was it was awesome. I was Superman. And then something happened when they were 14. I was an idiot and I didn't know anything. <laughs> then they go away to college and they come back and now now I'm a hero again and, and <laughs> yeah. we're best friends. I love That's it. Awesome. And the dynamic of raising children in, in these different seasons of their life, um, I've enjoyed every bit of it. I've been, I've loved being a father. I, I mean, it's like one of my my biggest uh, uh, sources of joy in my life, and and just this season of them being young adults and helping them navigate that. It's it's great. They're they're like my best friends now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. And you know, I've seen them around you and the the amount of joy that they have on their faces, and obviously yours as well. I can yeah. I can see it. And it's it's funny you say that just about you know coming into your faith and being young and growing into that. We had a, a brilliant guest on our first podcast. His name is Caleb, and he talked about his faith and how much of an importance it was. And so one thing that we came out we came out of it and we did talk about, which I'm probably going to say this a hundred times, a thousand times throughout my lifetime, but when I when I share my testimony, I knew of God, and that was enough. And until I really knew who God was and had a relationship with him, that's when I started to see the blessings that he was working in my life already before, before I had even realized. So yeah, it's knowing, knowing the, it's the knowing the difference between knowing of God and knowing God, and that's kind of what we took out from that conversation. So super, super glad to hear that from them. Well, the Bible says in John chapter fourteen, it says, "This is eternal life, to know God and Jesus Christ, whom He has sent." And a lot of people fast you know, 10 people, what, he, what is eternal life? They'll tell you 10 different things. Mm-hmm. But the Bible actually tells you what eternal life is, to know God. And it's the word, the, the Spanish word, gnosko. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome. intimate knowledge. Yeah. It's the same word that they use in Genesis. Adam knew his wife Eve, gnosko his wife Eve, and they had a son. So it's that intimacy that he wants to have. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to know about him. That's right. He wants us to know him. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure we'll get into to so many different things. 
just to kind of bring us back here, you know, you, we talked a little bit about your kids, right? And, you know, I would love to kind of understand where your faith began. You know, obviously you've instilled that into your kids. You've been a pastor for quite some time. And, you know, I want to know who pastored Dustin. I want to know that. Amen. So how much time we got? You know, <laughs> like, man, I could, like, there's two things I tell people don't ask me about unless they really want to hear it. Don't ask me about <laughs> Jesus and don't ask me about CrossFit. There you go. <laughs> I'll wear you out. So uh, try to make it brief. Um, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't, you know, uh, came from a very, very colorful background. My family loved me. My mom and dad loved me, but they could only give what they had and, and they didn't really know God, you know, like we were talking about. Um, they were in some, some criminal activity uh, in Houston, Texas, illegal arms, fighting chickens, fighting dogs, dealing drugs. And all, this is what I grew up around. But again, loved, cared for, but just criminals all, all around me. And um, I guess the first introduction that I had in, in um, you know, faith was there was this, this older lady. Her name was Miss Little. She would pray for our family and bring us bread and things like that. And I had a neighbor that kind of, you know, would talk to me about God and, but nothing really serious until I was in high school. I had a friend and I, and I went to her house and had dinner and they all sat around the table and they prayed and they sat down at a table and prayed and had a meal. I'd never seen that in my life. And I said, whatever I had, that was wrong. This right here, <laughs> this is, this is right. And I'm still great friends with, with, the. Uh, with that father and that family. His name's James Webster. He's a great, great man of God, but still wasn't, wasn't saved. I was in uh, San Antonio, Texas. I just moved from Las Vegas. I was in Vegas selling real estate and I opened up a business in San Antonio with a friend. And I was what I call up and out. It's not like I ever denied God. I just, I just didn't, um, I was just ignorant of God, you know, and I, I knew there was a God that existed. I just didn't know him. And I came home <clears throat> from work one day, and there was an infomercial on the TV, and it was advertising a little book called The Power of Living. And so, you know, all the other Christian television I'd seen is, you know, it's a, it's a lady with a pink wig on and mascara running down her face, and yeah. they're asking, you know, give to the, give <laughs> the Jesus, you know, all this. I don't the like music, everything. Right. As an unbelievers, like yeah. somebody unchurched, like, and I wanted to know, but I look at that, I was like, how do we, how, I can't even relate to that, you know? So anyway, this, so this Christian television was different. It's very practical. Famous people, famous athletes, actors, you know, just giving their testimony. This is who I was before Jesus. This is how I met Jesus. And this is what my life is now that I know, now that I know him. And I'm just like, the TV's on, and I just order the book. Call the 1-800 number, order the book. This was before the internet. This was back in the day. <laughs> So that I forget, even forget about it. The book shows up, open it up. I read it cover to cover, and it was it was one testimony after the other. Famous people that had given their life to the Lord. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Still, set it down. Wow. A couple weeks later, they follow up with a copy of the New Testament. I thought it was the whole Bible, you know. And in my head, I was like, man, so many people tell me what the Bible says. I've never read the Bible, so I'm gonna read the Bible. But it was just the New Testament, you know, mm -hmm. Psalms and Proverbs. And, yeah. You know. And so I read it cover to cover. I read it cover to cover. Still no angel showed up or anything like that. But I, I prayed a prayer in my head. I didn't even know it was a prayer, but I prayed a prayer like this. I said, God, you're either the biggest lie ever known to mankind or you're real. And if you're real, I don't need anybody else to speak to me. You can speak to me. Those are the thoughts I had in my head. Like, if you're really real, you, you can talk to me yourself. A few weeks go by, I'm in my kitchen, and again, business owner, you know, I'm not on drugs, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like on the streets, you know, desperate, but I, I, I go to open up my shop, and I'm getting up in the morning, you know, working around the kitchen, I go to pour a glass of milk, and I can't pick the jug of milk up off the counter and pour me a glass of milk, and, this, and I tried to do it, and, the, and this voice said, you could, it said, Dustin, you can do nothing without me. And it, everything I'm about to tell you happened like this fast. And so I tried to do it again, and I couldn't do it. 
And I thought something was wrong with me. So I jerked my, my hands back and my hand goes in front of my face. He said, Dustin, you can't bend the tip of your pinky without me. And I tried to do it and I couldn't do it. Wow. So by this time, I have chill bumps all over me. My bottom lip's quivering. I, like, I am like, I'm losing my mind. I, like, again, no context of, like, I don't even remember the prayer I prayed in my head. I didn't mm -hmm. remember it. God had to tell me later. Yeah. Remember that prayer you prayed? You said for me to speak to you? <laughs> yeah. He didn't preach the gospel to me. He didn't tell me about all my sin. He didn't say anything like that. He said, you could do nothing without me. I get in my truck and I'm just, I, I, I feel like I need to go find a church. I need to go find a pastor. It's like on a Tuesday or something. Mm -hmm. It's not even like Sunday. <laughs> so I drive up to this, this little church right by my neighborhood and I find this, this church is under construction. They have a little building and then they're building a big, bigger metal building. Okay. It's under construction. So electricians, plumbers, you know, welders. This is, and I'm just, looking through all these contractors saying, where's the pastor? Where's, where's this pastor at? You know? And finally he comes up, he says, hey, I'm the pastor. What's up? I said, I don't know you, but you better tell me what the hell's going on with me. And he just looked at me very calm. No big deal. He's like, all right, what's your name? <laughs> Dustin, come on in my office. Yeah. I come into his office. He puts his feet up on the desk, puts his hands behind his head. He says, okay, Dustin, tell me what's wrong. I said, I don't know you but you better tell me what's going on with me. I told him that again, and I fell to the ground and cried like I'd never cried before, like out of my chair on the ground. Snot, like just a bad gut, gut yeah. cry. Tears, yeah. wet. Know that one. And yeah. I, I don't know how long I was there, but it was a long time. You know what I'm saying? And then I, got, I, lift, I get enough strength, I lift up my head, I said, what in the world is going on with me? He points at me and he says, God's cleaning you out. I fell on the ground again and just bawled cried. So I got up again and I said, what do I do? And this is what I meant. What I meant was I knew who I was before I walked in here, but I have no idea who I am now. I was so born again. I, everything that I valued, everything that I thought was important was all of a sudden gone. You know, I wanted to be a, a, a millionaire by the time I was 24 years old. I wanted, you know, I wanted all these, all this real estate, all these things, and, and not all that those things were bad, but it was only materialistic things that I pursued and wanted. It was my God. Mammon was my God. And when that happened, he, that pastor could have said anything. He could have said, you know, wear purple underwear and stand on your head on the roof of this building. I would have done it. Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. have done it. You say jump, I say how high. Anyway. And how old were you at this time? I was point? 24. 24. So uh, he said, repent, be baptized, and be added to the church. You know, when they were cut to the heart, when Peter preached in Acts and they were cut to the heart, they said, what now shall we do? He says, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit, be added to the church. Anyway, he told me that. I didn't know what any of that meant. Mm -hmm. But I said, okay. And that's where my faith that's where my faith comes from. I had an encounter with God in my kitchen when I was 24 years old. I could have said that. But I wanted yeah. to tell you the whole story. That's, yeah. that's, that's the storytelling part, right? It's yeah. like yeah. so many of these these kids out here, when I say kids, I'm, I'm speaking to kids that are 10 yeah. to 25, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm very much 25 years old, <laughs> turning 26 in April. That's why you said 25, right? Yeah, that's right. Instead <laughs> of 24. And, and I still feel, feel very much as like an adolescent in my faith, right, in, in, in learning because there's so much to learn. But I understand that I am a child of God. And, and I will always be an adolescent in his eyes, right? Because I, I have sinned in the past, and I will sin in the future. I am a sinner, but I know that he, has, he is the one who's forgiven me, and, and as are you and as are you. Mm. So having that understanding, you know, and, and I think that storytelling really helps the people that are listening to this and understand that God will move through you regardless of who you are, where you are, and when. That I had so comes. many friends and relatives say, and you hear this all the time, but they were telling me, I wasn't saying, saying it. They were saying, if God can save you, he can save anybody. You know what I mean? And I, I believe that. Nobody's too far off. You know, no one's too far off. If you, if you call on his name, you know, whosoever will call on his name. And I'm 49 years old, right? I can't fake it this long. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, like I said, I wasn't down and out. I wasn't desperate. You know, I just wanted the truth. Yeah. 
I wanted the truth. He to- showed up. Totally. And and after that all happened, how has that impacted you throughout those years from 24 on to today? So um, I've been on a on a journey, you know, and again, like I was I was an entrepreneur. I helped businesses had, you know, business partners and it 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 changed me so much. <clears throat> all I wanted to do was preach the gospel. And I, and I did. So the businesses that I had, I sold one to my accountant, the other business that I was a part of in Dallas, just left, left it completely and, uh, went to Bible school, uh, uh, in, in Nashville, Tennessee and was all in, you know, I started preaching in junior high and high schools. I wrote a curriculum called the greatest mission field of the 21st century, how to legally, practically, and spiritually reach the public junior high and high school campus I was perplexed that youth groups and youth ministries only had church kids, people that were saved there mostly. You know, there's some great youth groups that were kind of evangelistic that would have lost kids there. And I said, why are we trying to get them all here with a little flyer and some pizza and a fog machine? Let's go to the school. They're all there. Yeah. All day. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to go to the school. So, so I did that for a while and loved it. And, you know, I've worked in every position in the church and things like that. But I always had this this drive, this business acumen, I've, I've always, you know, wanted to hustle, wanted to do some stuff, you know, and, and I thought, you know, if you're really sold out to God, you'll forsake it all, it, which is true, you'll forsake it all, and it, but, but later, it, I mean, it took years, I was in full-time occupational ministry for 15 years, y- years later, he said, he said, son, I never told you, I never told you that you had to be a full-time occupational ministry minister. You told yourself that. He said, Paul built tents and planted churches. He goes, why can't you be a business owner and a pastor? Blew me away. <laughs> yeah. You know, because part of the ministries that I was with, it was like, it's all, or, you know, you're going to be a missionary, shave your head, go to Botswana, you know, that's, that's it, or, or yeah. nothing. You yeah. know? All or nothing. Yeah. And, it, and that spoke to me because I'm an all or nothing all or nothing guy, but God has given me business acumen, and I love business. I believe that second to the church, the local business is is God's plan B. You know, there's plan A, the local church, and there's plan B's local business. You can do more ministry and impact more lives in, in uh, local business than just about anything else. So, um, yeah, he's like, man, go get it, son, like, so that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, and like you said too, like impacting other people, right? Yeah. With a business, you can also impact a lot of other people, right? As opposed to, you know, being the, the, you know, that person that, that does go to the job nine to yeah. five, whatever that is, not saying that it's a bad thing, yeah. but having that business, you can have some sort of influence, even if it's on one, two, three, four, five people. Yeah. Right. And have, that's, that's what our goal is today is, is to really share that with everybody and, know that yes we're a business but we still want to we want to show that through other people's stories and show how it's impacted them and how they were able to help 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 out people as well me and my wife just had a conversation yesterday right and you know it's uh i recently started going full-time with this and so did my brother we're really going all in in this and god god spoke to us he he told us to go this way and what you were just talking about is the whole driving factor of this is helping others inspiring you know we, we had an individual yesterday we did a podcast with that said, you become a man when you start to be the one that inspires as opposed to that is inspired. Mm. Because you are inspired when you inspire. And once you become that man, you realize you are the one that is that lead. And my understanding yeah. of that is I'm the, I'm the vessel that, that is being guided. And, um, but back to it, my wife and I were talking about you know, a, a recent employment that I had. For a certain company and you know it was filled with great people amazing people a lot of those people were christians and it was just awesome to be around that type of that type of company was i passionate about the job not not at all right not at all i tried to be i prayed about it i i did what i felt was was necessary to to get me into that space and provide for my family but i walked away knowing that God put me in that place to speak his word. And I had made connections with a couple of people that I had worked with that I will forever cherish. That, that means so much to me because I know that I had 
a, a talk, you know, and I had um, had been inspired, and I felt like I had inspired, and it was just awesome to have that. And I can walk away knowing that that was my purpose for that time. Mm. That was my purpose for that time, and for anybody that is in a situation that's similar to that, where they're sitting at a desk or they're sitting behind, you know, a counter, right? That they're they're working anywhere, anywhere. You can have that impact, and you can walk away from that experience, Absolutely. however foul it may be in your head, and however the enemy is trying to talk to you and and tell you that they are wasting your time and that you're not supposed to be here and pull you away from the things that you're supposed to be doing. That you can understand that he is and I am. It's and, all it's all perspective, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and 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 kind of piggybacking off that, how do you inspire today? Obviously, we know, right? But for the people that don't know, are there certain things that you want to talk about how you inspire today and how you inspire other people? So I I uh, I do not coach CrossFit for the fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I I see people breaking psychological barriers every single day, every single day in that gym, and CrossFit so much more. I mean, getting in shape is the easiest. Thing. And this is not a podcast about CrossFit, mm-hmm. but it's going to sound like one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I believe no, it so much. That works. But, you know, it getting in shape, yeah, it's part of the fruit of doing CrossFit. But I, I don't know that I have ever, with any of my athletes that I coach, say, hey, we're going to do this so that you can get in shape today. Man, that's the easy, that's the first thing that happens. Like, you get in shape, it's easy. What happens, though, is they start redefining their limitations, Right. So somebody comes in there and they've had a full hip replacement or some bulging discs or something like that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm like, hang on a second. You showed up here for a reason. Instead of you starting to tell me how you can't do all these things that you're going to do, why don't we figure out how we can? You know, we have amputees. We have people with some serious medical things. But we don't let people define themselves and give themselves limitations. Say, hey, let's... Let's figure this out together. You know, let's let's figure this. So so immediately it inspires them to do things they never thought possible. So you have a mom that comes in and she has three kids and she can barely pick up the car seat and put it in her big SUV and things like that. Well, all of a sudden she thought she could only deadlift 95 pounds, but now she's deadlifting 295 mm, pounds. Yeah. You know, you have an old man that's 76 years old. He's, he's afraid that he's going to fall down and not be able to get up. But I have him doing, eventually, over time, 100 uh, burpee pull-ups. You know what I'm saying? And when somebody does those things on a daily basis that they don't believe that they can do, their whole life gets better. They have a difficult play thing or project at work. Hey, no problem. Inch by inch, things are a cinch. By the yard, it's hard. We're going to get this. Step by step, brick by brick, we're going to do it. And it makes people better in every area of their life, you know? So that's one way, by coaching CrossFit. Second way is I, I share my faith, you know? I, right. I, I just do. Even, even unbelievers, even people who are hostile towards the gospel will respect me because they know I love them. Once we get a relationship, mm-hmm. they know I love them. And they'll listen. And I know they're listening because they'll, you know, they'll remind me, well, you said X and da, 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 da. And I'm like, ah, oh, you've been listening to. <laughs> you know, and I, and I try to, I just try to love people for where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, I have a very good understanding of, uh, you know, where I've come from. That's awesome. And man. I didn't get here by what I did or didn't That's do. That's right. It's like what God did in me, you know. Totally. There's so many people that, <laughs> that, have a hard time breaking those barriers. I'm me being one of them, right? And it, it doesn't have to be just your health and, and working out. It it could be in your family. It can be at work. There's so many barriers that need to be broken. And I think one of the things that we recently talked about at church, you know, on our 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 um um I'm drawing a blank. Standing on giants. Yeah. You know, standing on the shoulders of giants. Standing yeah. on the shoulders of giants. I think I was at that one. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And it's it's understanding that people came before you. Yeah. To be broke able to barriers. do so. Yeah. That's right. That broke those barriers to allow you to do that. And I feel like there's times when you're standing in front of that barrier, like, man, I'm the only one here. I gotta go through this, 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 and that. And that's just not the case at all. So I, oh. I think it's super cool to to hear how 
you first began your faith and how God has spoken to you in that and now what you're doing today and how you how you share that. I guess my next question is is how do you go about balancing, right? Because we know you're you're a pastor at Zale Church. We know now we now know you're CrossFit coach and business owner. How do we go about balancing those those few things if even even if being a husband, being a father? I guess it's so I'm so curious about it to because that those are the things that I plan on balancing one day. Yeah. I struggled with this big time, you know, and um, read a lot of books and, you know, listened to a lot of folks. And, and it basically came down to me really crying out to God and like, man, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? When you know your purpose, you have passion. So purpose is God giving you vision for your life. This is why you're here right? And then once you really know why you're here, you'll have passion to do that. Nobody has to tell me to do the things that I do every single day. I don't get up and go, oh, I'm going to grind this out today. Like, you know, hustle and grind. He says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's what the Lord says, right? So we find that passion, right? Like, like you mentioned earlier, man, we, we did this. We stayed up on our foot. Like, I love it. I, I mean, I could do this every day because you're passionate. You have a vision, so you're passionate about it. So it started with the balance was what we're going back to. Lord, what's my purpose? And he says five things. And I got seven, but he told me five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, I want you to have a passionate, intimate relationship with me. I'm the priority. I'm the shot caller, big baller. Yes, sir. He said, you're going to be an incredible husband. And you're going to do whatever incredible husbands do. You're going to figure it out. He said, I'm not guaranteeing you that you'll have an incredible marriage, which I do. But he said, that, that takes two people, but you do your part. You're going to be an incredible father. I can't guarantee how your kids are going to be, but you're going to be an incredible father. You're going to be an incredible provider. And then you're going to have fun doing the top four things. And if any of those things get out of whack, you need to correct them. So a lot of people can say they value these things. Balance comes from your, the purpose, your vision, right? This is my purpose in life. It didn't, didn't talk about millions and real yep. estate and business mm -hmm. owning and all that. This core thing right here. So my time should reflect what I value. It's these five things. If it doesn't, I'm just talking, right? If my checkbook and my calendar don't reflect those five things, I'm just talking. So on my calendar, I have a very detailed calendar. I'm spending a couple hours with the Lord every single day. I'm going to take care of my health, too, because I value my wife and my kids, and I want to live long with them, and I value the Lord's sacrifice for my life, so I'm going to be a good steward of my body. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I have time and money for my wife for dates and vacations and get her gifts, things like that. I'm going to make sure that I have time and my kids are priority. I'm a great father for them. I'm there when they need me, things like that. I'm going to make sure we have fun together. And I've added two more, health and rest, because those are the things I kind of struggled with. Mm. But your calendar, it's, it's a commitment to your purpose. Commitment is not saying yes. Commitment is saying no to everything else. So, so you have to say no to some things. You know what I'm saying? So the balance comes from my passion. From my passion comes from my purpose. That's my purpose. And so nothing's more important than that, you know? President could walk in here and, like, if it's going to affect this, like, that's right. Yeah. I, I no, don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care. And, and hearing you talk about those five yeah. things and when you, when you, this is something that I thought you were going to say, but I feel like God kind of gave me the answer for yeah. it was when all, when any of these things, these last four things are out of whack, it always is going to lead you back to the first one. That's right. That's where your answer that's exactly is, right? Because right. you can't lean on your kids to give you the answer. You can't lean on your wife to give you the answer. She can, she can give you good advice and she can give you good uh, yeah. talks. But like, if she knows what she's doing, she's going to lead you back to number one. Yeah. And and that's really where I think a lot of people go wrong, right? I and I that I've seen in in marriages growing up, and and it's just like that has to be the source. And if it is not the source, where amen. are you going? Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, amen. I mean, I, 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 I thank my 
my wife for all all of those things that I've learned. Right, You're talking about calendar. Right, I didn't know what a calendar was until she came, she came into my life, <laughs> and and we talked about it on another episode too, just about the calmness. Like calm people want to be about around calm people, mm. and I find that the people that are not only believers but they actually spend the time with the Lord, and and are in it, you know, f- tend to be the calmest. And that's why I'm so attracted to my wife was because she brings a calmness to me that is overpowering, overpowering. And sometimes it makes me anxious because I had never experienced it so, mm. so, so great before. Mm. So I just pray that everybody gets to experience that. Mm. And when they notice that in somebody, you know, that it calls them to action to find that calmness and find that calmness in the Lord. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like that, man. Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. The world's screaming, you know, the opposite of that. You want great gain, you got to hustle and grind. You got to do all these things. I was just talking to, I mean, my my office at Dustin's Pottery, con- I mean, it's a revolving door. It's like, it's, it, I tell people it's the first satellite campus of our church. But he comes in and we're working through some things. We're believing God for his marriage to be restored. And he's extremely successful business owner. And, uh, you know, he's learning how to rest. He's learning how to how to be at peace and and his relationship with God's growing but he's like you know Dustin it it was always more 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 the next hurdle the next hill the next mountain I got to grind got to he goes I lost everything that was important in life lost my marriage lost relationships with my sons he goes I have a big beautiful house and it's empty and it's quiet I got a great business but I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. He goes, every, he goes, it could all burn. He goes, I, I don't care. It could all burn. I want that back. And I, all, and I had it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's reality right there. Yeah, you know man, that's I mean? real. Yeah. You know, and some people face those things. Somebody needs to post sure. that on Instagram. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I feel yeah. like a lot of people, they're just thinking about, right, that future state and like having these things, but without other things that, maybe you don't find as important currently and today. Yeah. They're lost once they get lost and it's it's really hard to get those back. Yeah. And you know, you could be sitting in a in a huge mansion by yourself, but what fun is that if you can't do it with anybody? Yeah. Especially the people that you love. Yeah. So, amen. Yeah. So, like going back to this inspiring people, just helping not and CrossFit was a little but but like even even our conversation. You know, yeah. I didn't know I'd be sitting here. I didn't know. For sure. But just helping you break a barrier, helping you redefine your own limitations. Like, I, I want to help y'all with this. Po- I don't even know how I can help you. I don't know production. I don't know any, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out how to help you. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out how to bless you just because I want I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Monica and I have just always been like that. We want to bless people. We want to help them. The taco stand yeah. that opened at my yeah, shop. Yeah, you tell me you know? about that, man. That's yeah. awesome. She, she worked at Jason's Deli at, I don't know, 25, 30 years. And, and like, she had me at Hello. When she told me that, I'm like, yeah, what? we're going to make this thing successful. <laughs> yeah. So now I have two men's Bible studies that meet at my uh, shop, you know, one on Wednesday morning, one on Friday. And the main motivation, I love the Lord. They could use my facility anytime. But the main motivation was... So I could bless this taco stand. I told everybody, I said, y'all better tip big, and y'all better order and get to-go orders, and y'all come over here for lunch. It's the best tacos in Spicewood, Texas. And that's just yeah. how I always am, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got a landscape architect sublease for me, you know, and I, I'm just, you know what? He just now became the greatest landscape architect in the hill country. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because he, he's a great guy, I want to help him, uh, and it gives me life, you know. Um, but I help those two, you, you know, break these barriers in their life and redefine their own limitations that you're putting on. Like, you can't, you can do this, man. You can, and that's, I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, the, you can't, and you can't go wrong there. I, it, I think that for me, I'm walk around now trying to figure out how I can bless people. Amen. And the more you can kind of get out your own way and feel like, man, I'm just, I need to be blessed. I need to be blessed. I need somebody to get me out of this situation. <laughs> it's just like, nah, man. How can you be? How can you be blessing others? That's that's the real thing, and it's so hard. It is hard, 
you know because we are selfish people 100 percent. and i find i find that i find that to be the hardest with the people you're closest to right because you're just trying to give get so much from them and and you know like me and my brother we grew up and it was it was tough right it was tough we hadn't seen good relationships in in our families and and it was hard to be able to do that so his and him and i relationships suffered for quite a bit yeah. and this business yeah. has brought us so much closer so together yeah. Yeah. and even now it's hard to, to find that right but i'm like dude you better jump off that hamster wheel right now because god knows you do not <laughs> god knows that yeah. you know you are not in the right spot right now so yeah. you better apologize or you better give him that hat that he's wearing right now <laughs> I, we were we got in the car we, we were super blessed with uh with one of our guests and he he owns this beautiful hat company or um, you know creative company that sells apparel and you know, the bill was off just a little bit and i was like no this is mine <laughs> yeah. he's like no this is mine i'm like dude i had no idea it, it, it's mine. i had and, no idea and i knew he when he when he handed he did the handoff to me he did like the little switch off <laughs> and he and it was like and i just knew but yeah. i mean it's it's a part of the process right yeah, yeah. and like we're, we're brothers we argue and stuff like that but definitely you know when it goes back to bringing that relationship back you know, it was off for a little bit. And the fact that we're able to do what we're doing today and be here and, you know, we're constantly with each other. I'm on the phone with him, you know, two, three times a day talking about, you know, business or, you know, family or whatever it is. It's definitely brought me closer because I could probably say confidently, like, without that, I probably wouldn't have as strong as a relationship with yeah. my brother. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I feel like it probably go to, go from two, three times a day to once a week yeah you know yeah so and you know it was funny because when I, when we thought we have dna productions which is our, our production company but i was telling you a little bit about this beforehand but i had seen a video of some man confess talking to this older lady and this is kind of how dna talk really originated i was watching a video of it and it was this man that came from somewhere in in asia and he had trekked his way to the uk and he was sitting on this podcast or interview, I don't know what it was, talking to this old woman. And she was talking to him in such a calm way and very calm presence. And this individual was just kind of pouring his heart out to her. And she asked him, she's like, how old are you? And he said, I do not know. I do not know because I'm from this place and I never had a birth certificate and I never knew my parents. And I just found my way over here. And he started to break down. And that connection that I had with that individual, it, there was some a piece of me that was broken that came became whole because I just humanized him mm. through the screen. Mm. And that's what I felt was when I was praying for a purpose in the production company, that was the purpose God gave us. And that was the purpose that God dropped on my heart. And he was the first person I called. The first person I called, I said, this is what we're going to do. This is what happened. And he said, oh, my gosh. This is it. And yeah, and the reason being for that is because like you look at a person like that, nobody knows who he is, right? He's not this famous actor. He's not, you know, runs this huge multi-million, billion dollar company. He's just some some guy that, you know, happened to be on a podcast or an interview. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has a story too. And that's the whole thing about this, that everybody has a story, you know, regardless you're running a huge multi-million dollar company or you're just somebody walking down the street and that's where we really want to focus on and and really show that you know we want to connect with these people on a deeper level what's so true i was told this a long time ago i don't even know who told me but it's really hard to dislike someone once you get to know them mm-hmm. that is the the truest statement people that don't believe like me don't talk like 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 get on my nerves, like eat my best friend to this day. I told him when I first met him, I'm like, you're weird and you get on my nerves. He's my best friend. But I got to know him. I got to hear his story, what he was really, the essence of who he was. I'm like, I'll cut my arm off for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't judge the way a man judges. God That's looks right. at the heart, not the outward appearance. And, and uh, he gives us eyes to see and ears to hear. But again... We are very selfish, very carnal yeah. people, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, we are. Yeah. And that's that's what, like, I feel like it's so, it's it's funny you say that because, you know, I feel like, you know, I've had past relationships and you've had past relationships, whether they're friends or whoever else they are, where you're kind of, you know, 
you can know them for a year. You can know them for two years. But you don't truly know what they've had to go, go through throughout their life yeah. to maybe cause those reactions that, you know, where they kind of burst out and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it, I'm happy that, you know, you, you said that because yeah. it could really change not only mine, but everybody else that's watching yeah. their perspective on people and maybe give these people a second chance that they thought, you know, are really important in their life and they just lost somebody, but really kind of having your mindset go from here to here mm. and really kind of go back and, you know, mm. take a look at that one more time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, you know, I'll just, we'll, we're kind of getting towards the end of the podcast here and we always do these, these last couple questions. Yeah. Um, then my brother's going to ask the first one, which I'm really curious to, to find out cause we've had some good answers in the past, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start it off Daryl. Yeah, totally. What made you realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? You know, when I was a little kid, I couldn't, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur meant, right? <clears throat> but I, I grew up around all these men that were just straight hustlers, you know what I mean? None of them had a job, but they all had a mm -hmm. lot of money. And so they'd come to our house and shoot dice or mm -hmm. arm wrestle. I mean, we had MMA in our backyard before <laughs> there was MMA. Like, really, like, these people would come and you'd gamble and fight, gamble on dogs and, and uh, chickens, all this kind of stuff. But I started making money because they always wanted a beer. We had a we had a, a refrigerator on our back porch where they all were, and they're like, Dustin, give me a beer. And I'm like, I'll get you a beer for a dollar. So they started paying me. they <laughs> oh, buy the man, beer, put dude, it in the fridge. Awesome. So I started making money then because I really didn't, you know, I wanted to play video yeah. games. I wanted a bicycle. I wanted capa shoes and yeah. filas. And, you know, I bought a motorcycle later and things like that. Yeah. Well, then I started going down in the neighborhood, and I'd see people had brush like trees that were cut in their backyard. I'm like, hey, I just knock on the door. I'll, if you pay me $5, I'll pull that brush from your backyard to your front yard. Like, oh, yeah. And then there, I'm like, you see all that trash out there? I'll, I'll clean that up for five. So just started doing these things, yeah. and, you know, selling candy bars at school or, or whatever. So I, it's not like when did I want to. It's just It just started, you know. Yeah. Came in, and it seems like that's my my whole life and like even now today people come to even my own employees at Dustin's Potter like you know they work there four or five days a week they're like every time I come here there's something new different something you got some <laughs> yeah and it's it's because I meet people I see a need and how can we like marry those needs together and where it's mutually beneficial and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but if you do it over and over eventually it's just really really easy where it's just blessed like the when you invited me here, mm -hmm. the first thing That's I right. said, well, yeah, I, I want to bless you, but but I got something, That's you know right. what I mean? You yeah. got something cooking. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, I love to hear that. Yeah. If you had three songs to describe your journey. I saw that in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you had three songs to describe your journey, or if you had three songs to describe your journey, what three songs would they be? Man. That's really hard. It is. Yeah, I know, because there's some people that are like, they don't know the actors, they don't know singers, songwriters, so it's, it's So tough, the, the first one that comes to mind, you guys may not know this song, is Simple Man okay. by Leonard Skinner. Okay, I know. know that one. And why? So, you know, my mother always believed in me. My mother kind of always, even though she was in the mess she was in, she wanted something different. She didn't know what that different was, but she wanted something different for me. So she, she tried. She tried hard. And the song's about a mother giving a, a son advice. You know, love, love one woman, be a, you know, just be a simple man. And, uh, and not that she wanted me to be simple, but compared to all that that we were involved in in our family, she's like, man, I just want something. I want something different from you. So that, that's probably that's probably it. One of them. And another one, I don't even really like this song, but it, it like kind of describes the way I grew up, <laughs> is, uh, is David Allen Cole, uh, If That Ain't Country, mm -hmm. I'll Kiss Your... You know, you know what song? Yeah, I think yeah. I've heard of it. And uh, you got you to gotta see the word. David <laughs> Allen Cole is one of the best poets I've, I've seen. He's a, he's, a, he's a funny guy, but anyway... Uh, it talks about the way he grew up, how poor he grew up. And uh, he, he's describing his yard and his family and things. Like, and I just, I can relate to that. 
And then, uh, and you, the the question was the three songs. Three songs. Yeah. Soundtrack your to your life. And why? Yeah. Golly, man, this is. I don't even want to say it because it's like it doesn't sound too good here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another one would be Kid Kid Rock, okay. and it's. Uh, I think it's called Bull God. Okay. Or some I am the Bull God okay. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So again, just the words, but you know. That resonates. Anyway, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's a hard question. I need yeah. I'll probably come back and want to like edit no, that this word. No, like, no, no, no. This is it's song, all it's all know. good. I am the tiger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe in the gym, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, and yeah. you know, so the last question that we're gonna wrap up with here is um if you can name this chapter that you're that you're walking into in one word, what would what would that be? Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Absolutely. Tell me why. Man, um, we trust in the Lord. We don't trust in chariots. We don't trust in, you know, our might, all these things. We trust in the Lord. And for years, I thought that I was, I was doing that. You know, and to some degree, I was. But there's such a surrender. I'm, and I'm in a position where I'm so surrendered to Him and really the scripture stands still and know that I am God and that he fights my battles for me. Cause I've always fought, I've always fought and grinded and did it, you know, did all, all these kind of things and to make things happen and breakthrough is when you can sit back and watch God do it for you. And, uh, it's tough. It's tough. The only place it tells a believer to work in the Bible, I think it's John six sixty three. It says the work of God is this. To believe. Believe what? That he's really as good as he says he is. Because it sounds like a delusion of grandeur. It sounds like too good to be true. It's it's really hard to believe that he's that good, that he's really that big of a healer, that big of a forgiver, a redeemer, a reconciler, that he's really that good. It's hard to believe that. It sure is. And when you say... And it's work to believe that. Yeah. When you say breakthrough... The first thing that is, I feel like th- that comes to mind for me at least, was like you breaking through, right? But when you explain it and you go further, mm-hmm. you're the one that's sitting back and God's the one that's breaking through for you. He's allowing you to walk breaking through. through to me. Yeah. yeah, he's he's making me the man I've always wanted to be. That that I always knew I was but couldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, not by yourself. Yeah, not by myself. Yeah, and and wanted to be it. In Romans 7, it says, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I know I shouldn't do, I do them, this wicked man that I am. Who's going to save me from this? Then Romans 8, thanks be to God. You know what I'm saying? It tells you who's going to, it's going to be. And so it's like, it's taken me this many years, you know, to realize, man, that's, it's really all about him. And, And we're on this journey and just like, it's surrender, it is surrender to him, trusting him. It's, it sounds so simple, but it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so hard. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And yeah. I mean, I think that this, this podcast and the conversations that we've had today are really going to speak to uh, a lot of people. And even if it is just one person, you know, that, that is in any of the situations that we named today, for them to be able to, to sit here and listen to the passion in your voice. That's one of the things that drew me to you right away, right? I I can't came from the Catholic Church and you know it, it was great and I enjoyed it, but we went started going to Zayo and Pastor Jared over there is doing a phenomenal job. He is phenomenal incredible. job. Oh my gosh, Spicewood, Texas. If you guys don't know it, look it up. Zayo Church, it, it they're doing a phenomenal job over there. And when I saw Pastor Dustin go up there and and really speak, you know, the word, I saw yeah. I saw God. I felt felt him speak through you mm. and your wife as well and it's mm. just so beautiful and i we had recently had um, a woman pastor come up jerusha oh my goodness yeah. did she give me goosebumps <laughs> and was yeah, i like was awesome like just it was amazing it mm. was amazing mm. and you know when i get to see that and get to speak to people like that and you having you on a guest as a guest is just amazing i just can't wait for people to to experience you and experience this and I would love to kind of just briefly before we end, 
uh, for you to just give us your information, uh, a little bit about a pot, the pottery, the taco stand, yep. and also what you plan on doing. Well, the, some of the conversations we talked about, talked about and, you know, where they can find that stuff. We're going to be working on it pretty hard, and I can't wait for it because when I talk about experience, that's what I want them to experience. Yeah. So I'm super excited about yeah. that, but go ahead. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Again, Zayo Church, yeah, ZayoChurch.com, awesome place. I'm the executive pastor there. And then I own a pottery company. Uh, I've been in the wholesale business uh, for pottery for a long time, just got sick of traveling. So I've got a retail, brick-and-mortar retail space right next door to Pooties on 71. It's called Dustin's Pottery, and we sell bird baths, pottery, statuary, fountains, and it's not stuff that you're going to find like like at your regular road, roadside pottery yard. Yep. It's very nice stuff. Very we have we have huge like two thousand pound uh, cast stone planters, or I have small little intricate indoor planters. We get it from all over the world: Spain, Italy, Malaysia, uh, Vietnam, different different places all over the world. And uh, big Italian influence over there. If you like Italian fountains, and we've got modern stuff. So um, there's also. There is a taco stand right next to my place, um, and it's it's Jackie's Tacos, and they're I'm, I promise you they're the best tacos in Spicewood, <laughs> Texas. They got a gordita. I don't eat I don't eat bad. I eat uh-huh. very, very good. But if I'm gonna cheat, gordita, gordita, brother, <laughs> it'll put it on you. It is so That's it's right, so man. good. And um, and then <clears throat> what I what I talked to you about, I really feel like um, God has put a fire in me and to preach an unedited like gospel the word of god and i feel like there's a lot of self-help stuff yeah. in the church and and i'm i read self-help book i'm not down in it it's necessary. we need it right? yeah a lot of leadership stuff but it's kind of gone at the expense of the gospel and the fire of god and uh, that's what saved me and um I just I want to preach. I want to preach, teach, and minister under the anointing of God with miracles, signs, and wonders following. And what that means is the supernatural power of God touching people's lives. It, it says that in the Word. It says wow. these signs shall follow those that believe. You know, they'll heal the sick. They'll cast out demons. It says it says it. You know, in the Bible. So I, that's what I want. You know, I want His kingdom that's to come, awesome. His awesome. will to be done on earth as it is in heaven yeah there you go yeah that's awesome well thank you so much dustin thank y'all we really appreciate you having on uh have you on today on our podcast uh episode three just wrapped up and uh make sure you guys like comment subscribe make sure you guys check out the pottery business check out zao church and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one peace you will never cease to be beside me constant not depending on what i see And I can always trust you know what I need And now I know that I can trust you rightly And you came through the skylight